Hello, legends, and welcome back to the Pressure Room Podcast, supported by Ride WA. Here is another summer series edition of the pod. We've just had the Nationals last weekend with some ripping results. Uh, today's guest, we're talking with the national champion on the road, Nicole Frain. Nicole rides for the uh, Rock Salt Live SRAM team. She took a sensational victory on the road last weekend in Bunyong with that last-ditch attack out of the uni, and she took home the Aussie bands. And now, thanks to the Aussie summer, just keeps on rolling. We've got the Santos Festival of Cycling, a.k.a. the Tour Down Under, the women's race, three stages plus a crit at the end, starts tomorrow. That is Sunday, and it runs throughout the week. So, um, you know, I thought, we're going to sit down with Nicole. We're going to hear about the Nationals. We're going to hear about the Tour Down Under, or Santos Festival of Cycling. Um, you know, we hear about Nicole's thoughts about the race, you know, how she's prepped for the Santos Tour Down Under. We also hear about, you know, what she was thinking in those last final moments of the race at Nationals and, and when she made her move to take the win. And um, yeah, we also chat, a, you know, a whole bunch of stuff. It's a very, very interesting podcast. So... This is it, all right? So if you're commuting out to the stage in Adelaide to watch some of the racing or you're just doing a bit of ergo or a cheeky bunch ride before getting home to watch the coverage, this is it. Stick on the podcast, all right? Get on the ergo, out to the bunchy. Enjoy this pod. I'll see you soon. Press Room Podcast, here we are. We're here at the peak time of Australian cycling just after Nationals has finished. And we've got the Santos Tour Down Under or Santos Festival Cycling, same thing, um, starting this week. And um, our guest today is the national champion on the road, Nicole Frayne. How are you going? Yeah, good, thanks. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no worries, no worries. Um, you've been pretty busy today with lots of uh, lots of media and that sort of stuff, but um, <laughs> we'll just keep the ball rolling. Um can you give us an intro to our guests, uh, to, our, to our audience? Um, give us just a brief rundown. Um, which team you're riding for, uh, if it's any different for the Festival of Cycling, and um, maybe um, well, we'll just start with that. Start with your team and a little bit about how you got into cycling. Yeah, so um, I started cycling uh, four years ago and started racing just shortly after that as well. Um, so I'd come from a bit of a background of, you know, um, just general sport wellbeing stuff um, in the past and then got um, encouraged into the cycling space after I tried triathlon for a year. Uh, that didn't quite work out. Um, I had stress fractures in my foot and my hip for like a year and that was from the running. So, you know, running hurts. So I don't run at all any, ever. Um, and I'm like hardly even to get out of the rain. Um, so I was just, yeah, straight into the cycling and um, loved it. And yeah, I race now for Rock Salt Live Shram. Um, so I signed with them actually mid last year or early last year. Peter get, called me up after um, last year's uh, Festival of Cycling and said, what are you doing next year? So that was always in the works for a while. And um, yeah, so with these guys and it'll it'll be like that for, um, yeah, for the domestic and then um, we'll head over to hopefully Europe and things uh, later in the year and get the jersey green and gold on the start lines over there. Oh, that is so cool. Wow. I didn't know four years. That's not very long at all. No, it's been rapid. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And I, I reckon we might see a bit more of that in the women's peloton now that the cycling is sort of growing a lot and maybe it looks a bit more appealing to choose as a sport to be elite in, do you think? Yeah, I think, it, um, yeah, you're seeing more and more women come across and, and being a little bit older, like, you know, not having to have come through the junior ranks, mm. which 
you know, people like me, Grace Brown, um, you know, Lizzie Kennedy, we all, we all did that sort of pathway. Um, and I think the more women you see doing that, um, the more you think, oh yeah, I can give that a crack too. And it, and it is an option in so many sports. You feel like you do have to have come up through all the junior ranks to be able to do it. So yeah, that's exciting as well. Cause that'll just add more depth and, um, you know, more competition with Australia. And then in turn that lifts, lifts the performance of other riders in the competition and, and that's what you need to close gaps. Yeah. Definitely. And also there's always a good like story or a bit of mystique around a rider who comes from another sport, you know, and, and out of nowhere, but they, um, you know, excel quickly or quicker than usual um, just because of their physical ability. So that's um, good from like a story perspective as well. Yeah. Um, so you mentioned your team is hoping to get over to, um, or internationally to race, is there like a, do you guys have like a plan in place or is it more of a, um, or have you got anything in place yet? Yep, yep. There's a, um, we're planning on heading to a race um, in Thailand first uh, in April. Um, so, or oh, I can't remember if it's a point one or point two, but it's um, a three day tour, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So we'll head to that and then from there head over, I'm hoping, uh, we're hoping to Europe for an eight week block as well. So we're just building that. We've got some race starts over there. Like I couldn't tell you the names off the top of my head yeah. because I've been pretty focused on this block of racing right now, but I know we're building races um, and building that calendar up um, at the moment. And then, you know, organizers often like to have the um, national champs on their start line. So I do think that this will help us get some nice little starts in there as well, which will be really good for me and really good for the team. And, um, you know, we want to get some quality racing in and make it worth our while going that far. Um, most of the girls on the team, um also you know juggle um the normal life you know work and all that sort of stuff as well so we keep that in mind yeah yeah of course yeah i, I thought i was gonna ask you about the national jersey i'm sure that's quite a big pull for for race organizers um i guess like you said most of the other most of the other teammates um so they're all working full-time or studying as well as training yeah pretty much um yeah you know justin's a physio um Courtney works in a bike shop um, and she also does some art stuff on the side. Um, we've got some of the girls I'm still um, meeting and, and they're new to me as well. So, yeah, but pretty much all of us work, um, myself included. I've been working um, at least part-time um, by correspondence since I left um, for internationally in August last year. Um, and before that, I was full-time and then I'm a part-time student with Fed Uni as well. So, yeah, I'm also still juggling everything. Oh, wow. That must be intense trying to get like all the training, especially around this time of year, right? Yeah, this time of year. I mean, this time of year, I do definitely like pull back a bit from work as well um, because you need to. I'm, because I've been away a lot ever since August. Um, and yeah, I just try to limit that stress on myself, especially this year. This year, I was really going into nationals wanting wanting performance and wanting results and so um i did say to work that i do really want to step back and focus on that on that goal um obviously it's perfect when uni it's not a uni time of year yet that doesn't start to maybe march or something so that stress wasn't there as well but yeah it, it is a juggling act that's for sure yeah wow um <laughs> nationals my god the champion how does it feel how does it feel it must feel yeah. pretty good yeah, it feels pretty good. <laughs> yeah, it's really cool. Um, yeah, my head, my head doesn't fit through a door anymore. We're actually renovating everything as we speak. So, yeah. uh, no. <laughs> hey, fair enough. Fair enough. I mean, it's yeah, it's it's amazing to be the national champion, especially when the the field is like is so strong. 
Um, that the last the last lap. Can you just give us like a bit of a rundown of what was going through your head in that last lap? So maybe the last lap when you've just sort of hit Bunningyong for the last time. Um, how many riders were left, and what were you thinking in your head? I think I remember thinking because um, oh, did we? I think we pulled back um the the last riders that were away literally on that last lap up or last time up the climb and i remember coming in and looking at the girls around me and going like it's it's probably gonna it's gonna light up up this climb like it often does and um in my head when there's things like that you know i've always sort of saying in my head like you you don't get lost you don't get dropped on the last climb you know you don't do that to yourself that's that's what i'm telling myself it's it is the last time up it um and I was also looking around at the group of girls and going like, wow, this is sort of the biggest bunch that's ever coming, has come into the finish together um, that we've seen in a long time. And I was really, um, the, where the wind is potentially coming out of. And um, I was pretty conscious of that and looking and going like, oh, how am I going to look at doing this with these girls? So when we pulled in um, Tilly and Matilda and that were last, when we pulled them in, I've really gone, oh, wow, it's up to me here. Um, knowing what our team plan was, we were riding for... Um, Emily and I and um we'd had a bit of a chat earlier in the race um Emily wasn't feeling as great with the surges that were happening so it made sense for her to to go off the front she wanted to ride more of her own tempo pace um that was really good for her that was really good for me because then I was in the bunch and not having to worry about things um but then obviously yeah once we pulled them back we're going well right I'm I'm the last person on our team plan shit how am I how am I going to do this um and so we came up over the climb and, you know, I felt really good. I've watched the replay of me going up the climb and I'm like, I look like I looked like I was riding well and, and felt strong. And I remember following some of the surges easily. Um, and then I gave it a little bit of a dig um, when we came around over the climb, took the left-hander um, and gave it a little bit because they kind of backed off a bit and Justin had been on the front and a gap opened, but it, it, I knew it didn't feel like it was going to stick. So I, I sort of gave up trying that one pretty quickly to not burn much. And then, um, then it was uh, Rachel Nayland. She was um, obviously attacking quite a bit. And we came around the back and I think Amber and I were on the front. And um, I said to I said to Amber, because Rachel had gone off the front, there was a gap opening from her. And I said to Rachel, uh, Amber, she'll win. And um, Amber goes, oh, you better, you better chase it then. And I was like, ah, oh, no way, nah. Um, so I was calling her bluff and, um, Emma did close that gap. Um, so that, that was good for me. Uh, and then you, then you see Rachel's gone to the back this is from the overhead and then she's gone again on that, um, little pinch on Gear Avenue. Uh, and no one was really letting it go. And, um, because it was a downhill run in, I just, um, closed that gap on the downhill just, just by yeah. speed. Um, we come into the uni and then I was on the front and I didn't want to be there. I was trying to get off the front and I swung straight across to the right because I was like, look, at least I'll close that, close that door. So I'm only looking down the left. Um, and I was waiting for a counter. I was waiting for an attack and it just didn't come. And I was still on the front and I didn't want to do it in that little pinch. Um, I think that's, I felt like it was predictable, but I felt like I was going to want to try. And I thought, oh, look, I'm just going to, once we went over that little pinch in the uni, um, I felt like the, the girl that was behind me, maybe just wasn't sucking my wheel quite as um, hard as she maybe I thought maybe she should have been. I thought, I'm just going to give it a bit of a um, bit of a dig around this through this corner. And if I open a gap, 
I'm just going to, I'm going 150%. It was 110, it was 150. And oh. that's, what, that's what I did. And, um, and then after that, it was like, oh, shit. Um, make sure you corner right. Um, don't fuck it up now. Sorry. Um, <laughs> yeah. And um, every other, and then when the gap opened further, I was like, oh, you, this is it. You're in it. You've got to, yeah. this is your only, this is, if, if, the, if the group caught me at that point, um, you know, I, that was going to be my energy burnt. So it was everything is now. And uh, I think I said in, in the interview, um, I was just thinking, don't, don't time trial like you did on Wednesday. Um, and you should be fine. Um, but I was really conscious of the fact that there was that long sort of stretch out of the uni turn off, which um, I, that made me nervous. Um, and then also the downhill run in um, because obviously there are groups, they could probably run, you know, pace it a bit faster than me. Yeah. And then once I got into that, within that 500 metres to go, I was like, okay, it's uh, this is, that's when I was starting. I was like, this, this is actually real. Yeah. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. That's awesome. That's a really good uh, breakdown of it. And when you, I guess that 500 metre mark um, and you sort of, you, you get that feeling where you, you know, you, you've got it. Is it like a, um, did you get like the shivers or like, is it like an adrenaline boost? What was it like? Was it like a. It's funny because I look at all the replays and now I feel like I don't see the memory through my eyes um, because I've seen all the camera angles. So I look at it and I'm like, and that's how I imagine it now as well. Um, Like I felt like you, you know, this is coming true at 500 metres, but I didn't feel like I had it until 50 metres. Oh. Um, like, because they were breathing down, like they were there, and they, you know yeah. they're coming in fast. And fourth position, but it's still Nicole Frayne taking it to them. Ruby Roseman Gannon, she's poised in second, but this gap is big. Frayne is on her way to victory. She looks over, she sees the gap is big. Roseman Gannon's got to throw caution to the wind, give it everything. I think it's too late. She's got the timing right. What a bold move it was from Nicole Frayne. The sprint is on behind. Manly with the lead out. She's followed by pre-race favourite Ruby Roseman Gannon. Pate is still in the mix. That's a battle for the medals though. It's time to celebrate. Fantastic Frayne has her moment of fame. She is the Australian champion. I didn't stop pedalling until I, like, until I sat up and... Yeah, that's. I'm, I'm glad I got to actually salute, and it wasn't you know a throw or something yeah. to the line. Um, yeah, but it was. Yeah, it's it's just a really surreal moment. You're just like, wow, I've dreamt about that, and I've thought about that so many times, and um, I, I don't know if I truly believed it was going to happen or not. Like, I mean, I have a lot of belief in myself, but it's a huge thing to pull off as well. So, yeah, it was just like, wow. Wow, that's that's mental. What, what when you go out training, when you're training for the nationals and the Santos uh, Cycling Festival, what are you thinking about? Like in that, you know, when do you, when you get in the zone and you're, you're doing your intervals and stuff, what are you replaying a, a, like a race moment in your head? Yeah, actually, surprisingly, I have I have done that a lot, um, and I have thought about that race and what a winning and what winning might feel like and mean to me. Like, I mean, you don't you can't possibly draw those emotions just while you're out training but just thinking like you know how cool that would be and and how it might might play out it's funny because uh people said to me that uh, they thought that if i was going to if i was going to win um i would have done it up the climb yeah. and uh to me it felt predictable i didn't feel like i would attack up the climb i whenever i envisioned it i was always going to be attacking through the uni for mm-hmm. some reason 
Mm. Um, and so that's pretty cool that that's actually is how I ended up doing it. Yeah. Um, my coach, Nathan, he's always said like, you know, yeah, you have to envision it. And that mental game is really important. And it's something he's, um, I don't know if he thought he's been successful in how he's in, in telling me that I have to do that. Um, <laughs> I'm a, a little bit like, oh yeah, okay. Um, but I do do it. And yeah. I do think it's, um, it's a mental game after, after the Wednesday I'd had, it was, I was pretty rattled and um, disappointed with my performance on the Wednesday and I was very much in my head. So mm. I do think yeah, the last component of it was, yeah, was mental. And when I was getting over the clients with those girls, um, you know, easily. And um, when Justine, you know, went that bit harder on the, on the fifth lap, that was our fastest lap up there. Um, I think we did a 7.06 or something. Um, then I was feeling good. You know, once I got a few laps in, I was like, no, no, this is all right. My legs are all right. It's, you know, don't worry about Wednesday. And it's, yeah, you've just got to overcome that kind of stuff, I think. Oh, that's so sick. It's so good hearing this. Love it. Awesome. Uh, okay. Well, let's go to the Santos Tour and Under. Um, oh, God. Santos Cycling Festival. It should, it's the same thing. Um, in terms of, like, the race, um, like uh, prestige, like where does it sit for you, for you and some of the other women that you, you that you ride with? Where does it sit? Yeah, I think um, it's pretty high up there. Like you know, it's it's one of Australia's biggest races, and mm-hmm. and it's really cool they've kept it going. Um, you know, why COVID and it's not necessarily been a a world tour level race, and it's certainly you know this time of year everyone's flying. You know, everyone's in nationals yeah. form, and we still have world tour riders, and um, you know it's a really, it's a, it's a big field for an Australian based race as well. You know, I think it's hundred or something riders mm. um, far more than you get in like they're just the NRS. So I think that it's, it's really cool. It's really cool to have give riders this opportunity to do such a prestigious race. Like, yeah, I'm now getting opportunities to go overseas and, um, and do like really big races, which is awesome, but there's heaps of people that don't get that opportunity. And so that is, this is the biggest race they get to do. And, um exposure to that and when i started you know one of my goals was you know ride to it and under herald sun to cadell evans and and they were right up there as my goals so yeah you i can't downplay that you know people want to do this race and i think this is the last could be the last year for some people if it's going it goes back to its world tour status next year which it probably will mm. um so it's it's nice for yeah people to still get that chance yeah yeah absolutely and um yeah i think one of the biggest things for the for this race, for the for the men's and the women's, is the fact that it's televised. You know, like that's massive. It's massive for the teams. It's when you actually get something back for um, outside of social media for your for your sponsors and supporters. Hey, um, and you get to show yeah. that here. Yeah, and it's a team based sport. Like you know, at the end of the day, there might there's one winner and or there's one best result rider from most teams, and um, the team puts in to help get that result, and it gives um, other riders you know opportunity. to be seen doing the job that they're supposed to do for some riders you know their job's over with 20 or 30 k's to go um and yeah you know i think i I was in the media at the conference with loretta and um that's what she was saying you know that's her job and so sometimes it goes very unnoticed but when it's all televised you get a chance to see which is really good yeah definitely okay so there's three stages and a criterium at the end um interesting the criterium is at the end um well Usually it's at the start, but I guess because it's sandwiched between the men's and the women's. Um, have, do you are you one to look at all the stages? Do you still look at them in detail, Nicole? Or look, I'll be honest. Um, I've looked at stage one 
<laughs> and that's it at the moment. Um, look, I'll, I do go into detail, but I will focus on the, that that first stage, so or the the one that's relevant. So yeah, I have. I've written all my notes. I've uploaded to my computer. Oh. I know the wind direction, uh, things like that. So yeah, I go into a bit of detail. Um, mainly because I found that when I'm prepared, it, it does work well. So yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. So it depends. Like, you know, nationals, for example, I, you know, I didn't do anything because I know that course now so well, Yeah. but um, I, I recall some of this course. I'm pretty sure we've done it before. So it'll come back to me once I start writing it as well. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Well, for people who don't know, this is the, they're all sort of sponsored by zip track, which is cool. Um, the first stage Tanunda to Williamstown. There's some good cafes in Williamstown, I remember. Um, it's, it's built as a sprint stage, but there is that big, like, there's a bit of a steep ramp in there, right? What's it called? Um, uh, Whispering Wall. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I like when they give them names, Joe. It gives it a bit of, like, extra, it makes it scary, Whispering Wall. Yeah, uh, Whispering Wall, yeah. What is that? Is that, like, a 1%, like, oh, sorry, 1K, 10% or something? Yeah, it's, yeah, it is, and... Uh, is it is it the one towards the end? There's yeah. one right towards the end, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, and then it's a yeah. Uh, then it's not only a few k to the finish. So, yeah, that one should hurt. Quite, I think quite a bit, especially towards the end. It's yeah. definitely a chance for it. You know, you just at least hurt any sprinter that's still there, hurt their legs, and hopefully take some of the gas out of them for the sprint. Yeah. Mm, okay. And for your but there are a lot of turns. Of, oh, sorry. I was going to say there are a lot of turns in this one, and um and the crosswinds. I think that will come into play quite a bit as well. So, yeah. Wow. I, I guess does it go through a few um, – is there some sections of, like, long road where it's sort of uncovered? Yeah. Um, so, you, yeah, you've got – when you've come off the circuit, you head down, um, and I think that's probably the most exposed area and potentially for the wind. So, yeah, it'll be – I'm sure teams will want to take advantage of that um, where they can, yeah. Yeah. Is uh do you guys have like a like how does your team get a set up for the for the tour under? Rock rock salt live shram? Yep. Beautiful. <laughs> how in what way set up, well, sorry? When how are you setting up for the race? Do you guys have like someone who's obviously gonna be um the leader for the overall? Like are you working for say yourself for the G C or do you have like a sprinter in the works? To get a start. Yeah, I mean, um, I think we've, like we saw at Nationals, we've got a lot of riders that can offer quite a bit um, in terms of helping helping the, with the goals and things like that or, or going for one themselves. Our team meeting is actually after uh, this conversation, so I don't quite know yeah. what we're doing just yet, yeah. Okay, all right. Well, that's, uh, I guess that's, that's fine. Um, what about, uh, I guess... Well, just off the bat, what teams and what riders are you looking for? What's the um, composite team called? Is that Team Garmin? Team- yep, that's Team Garmin. That one's um, – so it's Grace in there. And then you've got um, under-19s, which is a really cool opportunity for them, actually, because – sorry, I've just been in my um, in the boots. Um, really cool opportunity for them because they've got um, the under-19s, which may not have had the chance to do this sort of racing. And you've got Grace, who's obviously World Tour, lots mm. of experience that she can sort of pass on to those girls. Um, look, you'd be silly not to think that Grace isn't somebody to be watching for this race. And she's, um, there's not those, some of those under-19s like Alyssa um, Pilates and that, that are there. Hayley Fuller, I've raced with those girls before, um, are strong and they're track girls. Yeah. They do know what they're doing as well. Um, 
And then you can't obviously discount, you know, Ruby, who's flying at the moment too. And she's got a team around her this time um, compared to Nationals when she just had Alex. Um, yeah, so in form, normally Matilda's obviously pretty hungry at the moment too. We've seen her riding well. So I think there's plenty of plenty of girls that are coming through that are going to certainly make it exciting and um, full teams, which which offers lots of competition, yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I wonder, I wonder how Spratty will go because in a, in a normal sense when she's um, back to her uh, her full fitness, which I'm sure she'll get back to, a stage like today would be, you know, a little climb towards the end and then, you know, probably a bunch sprint. That would be or maybe a slightly reduced bunch sprint. That would be really good for her. So it'd be interesting to see how she rolls around as well. Um, what what team is she in? Is she in a mixed team as well? Bike Exchange, isn't she? Yeah, she's Bike Exchange. Yep. Oh, yeah, so she'll be, I imagine, riding in support of Ruby, yeah. Jeez, okay. So that's uh, that's a tough team. Has to, that have um have um, Spratty as your uh, domestique? That's not bad, is it? That's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty deluxe, eh? Wow. <laughs> okay, and uh, well, a very tough team and team bike exchange. That'll be very interesting. But oh, I mean, the lineup is fantastic across all all teams. Um, I guess you you said you're focusing on stage one, but stage two and three. Is there one stage that you think suits you the most? Uh, I've heard stage three, that's got a bit of a climb in it too, doesn't it? Yeah, stage and it's more yeah. rolly. Yeah. yeah, I think the lumpier terrain. Um, basically, I like I just like a hard race. Um, mm-hmm. So as long as it's hard, I think that suits me well, yeah. Okay. And, you know, I, do, I don't time trial badly. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, the flat still doesn't, you know, doesn't scare me either. So, yeah. Okay. So I'm just trying to get up this. Uh, I just want to see what the stage looks like here. I think it's stage three. Um, and will you race the crit as well, Nicole? Yeah, I'm going to stay um, longer and stay during the men's as well. And um, I just had a few media things have been asked to do and happy to do that. And mum and dad have come over to watch my racing as well. So they'll still be here. So, you know, just make the most of it. It's the, the men's is also great to, great to watch. And there's, I've got a few guy friends in there as well that I want to see do well. Um, so, yeah, that'll be nice. That's very cool. Uh, outside of, I guess, training for nationals, were you, were you, we obviously had one eye on the, the, the cycling festival, festival of cycling as well. Um, were you doing any specific training for this race? No, it's all been very much um, nationals dominated. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But I think that's, that's okay. Um, it sort of comes hand in hand anyway if you're on form. Yeah. <laughs> definitely, definitely. And uh, do you do any like, um, and in fact, you probably did some for nationals. I don't know. Like, did you do any like heat training? A few rides were doing that. Sometimes bunny hands high. Yeah. Yep, I've been jumping in the sauna uh, a few times a week as well. So I do think that helped. There was quite a few rides even in the lead up when I was doing them that were really hot and other riders around me were still like struggling or was like, you know, complaining about it and I didn't seem to be too phased. So I'm just going to assume that that worked well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I hear heaps of people are doing, um, yeah, the ergos. Yeah, I remember <laughs> I always bring it up that Sarah Gigante was telling me about um, Anamite doing um, sauna ergos before the Olympics. Yeah, so I, I actually ended up doing ergos, um, in the, like heat training as well. I was at mum and dad's and went up there and it was just some really hot days, like 30-odd degrees, and I'd do them outside and um, they didn't have a fan. So I in, 
in the inadvertently ended up doing heat training on the ergo. So mum came out while I was halfway through and she chucked a, a bag of peas down my back um, from the freezer. And then she came and swapped yeah. them for a bag of corn um, not long after as well. So yeah, I did get some heat training from that too. Yeah. Wow. That's the secret. That's the secret. <laughs> I've got those in my freezer. Excellent. Yeah. That's all you need. Just bag of peas and corn. <laughs> that's so good. <laughs> oh, awesome. Uh, what about your equipment? Like, do you do anything special for sort of a race of this caliber with your bike, or do you, do you does does your team have a like a sort of dedicated mechanic? And can you ask special things? Yeah, we've got Pete here, who's um our mechanic. And um, I mean, to be honest, um, coming to this and with nationals, um, I'd expect my bike to be pretty much already sorted from nationals as well. It's just a wheel change. Um, you know that's you can't do too much damage to it within a week in between. So just a bit of a clean. We did ride this morning and it's wet here already. So um, get clean this afternoon and um, just some little tweaks, make sure the brakes are working properly and it's good to go. Sweet. And just, you said just wheel swap, like would you have like a deep dish and a shallow set or something? Or a, a light yeah, I've got my, um, yeah, my zips as well. So just put those ones in, just the better hubs and everything, yeah. Yeah, nice. Okay. Are you someone that trains with... Um like training wheels and then you put the race ones in as well yeah normally yeah no i don't i like a you know a wider tire or a slower tire um heavier wheels yeah chuck those in for training that's fine it doesn't need to be quite as fancy for the training sessions um yeah you're not there to go fast although fast is still fun yeah (laughs) definitely fast is fun yeah uh okay and you said i did see on some uh instagram today it's it's raining in adelaide what that's bizarre Like, yeah, I know. I don't think I've ever done this race in the rain. Uh, yep, it, it's raining now. It's meant to be very wet tomorrow. Is it? Um, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what is the forecast for rain for stage two as well? I'm pretty sure there's rain every day, but um, tomorrow's like significantly heavy rain, like something like um, seven to twenty millimeters or something. Oh, what? In yeah, middle it's summer. pretty torrential. Yeah, but it's not cold, so like it's. It's yeah, not that's a, fine. yeah. I, I'm just yeah. thinking about the stage two has that gravel sector in it, and it's really good gravel though. Is it? Um, what type is it? Because we don't know. We just hear gravel, gravel. Like you know, what is it? Is it like compacted limestone? What's it like? Oh, I don't know what the I don't know what actual stone it is, but it's like that white white kind of gravel, but it's really compact. We did do it. I think we did a section of it last year, and it was it's really good gravel. Yeah, mm. from what I remember. Kind of sounds like a what they use, sort of like Strata Bianchi style. You know that. It looks yeah. quite compacted. Okay. Well, yeah. The bikes will get filthy. But um <laughs> yeah. my new white kit will get filthy. <laughs> oh yes. Oh yes. So the jersey, you've got the jersey already, eh? So we've um we've got a modified version. So my Rafa kit is on its way. It is in transit, but I don't we're not sure it's gonna make it in time with the um, you know, postage things. Yes. Um so we have so Peter's also national champ of cyclocross so she has cyclocross, cyclocross skin suits oh cool. that's what i had my photos in afterwards um oh, so we've done a tailoring job of that so we chopped the sleeves we've chopped the body um so it's, it's a little shorter in the body than what a jersey will be but you know it's a bit of the same design exactly what it'll look like otherwise no pockets because it's a skin suit <laughs> so um the teammates get to get to help out. Uh, that doesn't look like a diva at all, does it? Um, asking my teammates to carry my food. Um, You're the champ. Yeah, yeah. So it's also skin suit, um, like thick, 
winter cyclocross material too though so gabba style so oh, i'm the rain it'll be okay but i wouldn't want it to be like you know 35 degrees because it'll be hot oh wow that's yeah. interesting. <laughs> that's funny i was actually yeah. funny you say about your teammates carrying the um carrying the food because i was reading a book yesterday with Cavendish's new book and he was saying in, in some of the tour stages only for the champs Elysees stage when he didn't win he, he wore his time trial skin suit that had no pockets and his teammates were, were carrying his food around. And yep. even with, I think maybe it might have been four years ago, I'm pretty sure Caleb Ewan used like, it was one of the girls' skin suits for the Criterion as he had the yeah. new champ and it might have been for the, like, you know, for that opening Criterion that he did, the People's Choice crit. And I'm pretty sure he wore, yep. it might have been like Jess Allen's skin suit or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> that's great that's a that's a good effort i don't know if i'd want the skin suit back after that because his legs i'm gonna think would be substantially bigger <laughs> well yeah yeah well i don't know he's, apparently he put on 10 kilos since he'd gone to the world tour like of muscle muscle yeah yeah, yeah nugget he is, he is a nugget that's how you yeah he's a nugget. well that's interesting i hope the weather stays just cool enough and a little bit of rain for that skin suit <laughs> <laughs> that's so that's good right. yeah awesome well um nicole you've had a busy day i won't keep you any longer but i'm i feel so privileged to talk to the national champion like that is so cool so thank you very much no thanks so much happy to chat yeah awesome well um good luck tomorrow we'll be watching on, on tv and hopefully you can uh, do that national kit proud i'm sure you will um and yeah good luck sounds great chat soon legends that's another episode of the press room podcast summer series edition wrapped up huge thank you to nicole frame the national champ for coming on the podcast and giving us a wicked insight into the nationals and to the santos festival of cycling there's some really good insight there and that is what i make these podcasts for to hear that sort of insight you just can't get it anywhere else so a huge thank you to her and check out uh, their team rock salt live shram on instagram and um yeah check out their new kit it is pretty lit so um yeah but anyway there's gonna be another episode around the corner so thanks for listening guys and i'll see you very soon